Welcome to the Career Fluencer Podcast. This is Zach Evans, and I'm a graphic designer currently based out of San Antonio. There's always so much pressure to be successful, make money, and to be happy. And it's important to remember that you can decide what you wanna pursue. You are in control. This journey starts really from when I was a kid. I had always loved just kind of getting lost in my sketchbook and drawing things and just um, observing nature. And I, I really just, I loved to have a creative outlet. And uh, throughout my whole life, like growing up in school, I loved getting assignments where I had to, to make a book cover or like a, a report cover <laughs> or some art project. And it was always that, that outlet that I loved the most <laughs> of any kind of school project was the creative side. In, in high school, I, I did feel like there was this peer pressure, which is not uncommon <laughs> to feel in high school, that you should focus on a, a serious job. It's time to get serious. It's time to focus on being an adult and having a real job. So you either need to go to uh, be a lawyer or focus on being a doctor or do something in finance, right? The quote unquote real jobs. And so I ended up studying uh, economics and finance. I, ended up, I switched, switched it over a little bit and, and studied finance and marketing in college. And meanwhile, I, I still wanted to have that creative outlet. So I, I had graphic design uh, side jobs in college. I designed flyers and posters and logos and stuff for the school. And it was always meant to be this, oh, this is just this fun hobby I have on the side. And I'll keep focusing on my, my real studies, my real career path, which is this, this prestigious finance and business track. And luckily, I was able to get uh, a, a couple of really nice internships at some prestigious firms. And kept my grades up to the point where I, I got a really, I was one of the, the fortunate students to get a, a job offer way before I graduated. I realized how lucky I was to have that. And um, that's, that's kind of how I started my career journey. So I had this really prestigious job and I was on this great trajectory for my career at this point, working for this firm. One of the, the cool things I liked about this initial job was that it was a rotational track. So I could spend six months in one department, another few months in, in a different department. But ultimately, I think it's important for everyone to think about internally, what am I good at? Uh, what, what do uh, I get up? What can I get up and do every day that I absolutely love, that I'm good at, and that I can get paid to do? And so when I went through some of those self uh, reflections and did some of the analysis, I realized that, that maybe some of these things I had kept on the side, like the, my hobbies and design, were better off if I had actually pursued them full time. And that I didn't need to kind of be, be this other person that, that society was kind of pressuring me to be, that I could actually just be myself and I could pursue my ultimate dream and not have to worry about maintaining this. Uh, facade, so to speak, of this, this uh, 
image of this really successful person working at this, this prestigious firm, and I've got this prestigious degree. And so I learned to put that stuff aside and focus on what makes me happy. So what I like about what I do now compared to what was maybe missing with my last career is that I love tangible results. <laughs> I, I was one of those kids who loved uh, show and tell in elementary school. I loved being able to point to something like, hey, I made that. Or like, look, look, mom and dad, look at this awesome drawing. Put it on the fridge. Um, I, I love being able to build something that could last forever. And um, being in, in a career where it was more intangible or more subjective, not that I, I don't think that I could enjoy work like that. I think I, I certainly can and, and may find myself doing more of the intangible later on. But I felt that I, was, I wasn't getting the same satisfaction and reward out of my job. Ultimately, I viewed my position or my company as almost an investor. Right? They're, they're helping to invest in my skills. They're, they're helping me to save money so that if I, if I do want to break off and do something else, then I have the, the know-how and I have the resources to do that. And I guess I'll, I was lucky enough that at the end of those three years, I had done enough freelancing. I had built a strong portfolio or what I believed to be a strong portfolio at the time. And when an opportunity came up, uh, I was working in, here in San Antonio uh, for, for this organization. And uh, my neighbor, who worked at a different company at the time, had... We, we were good friends. We talked about our career interests and stuff, and he knew I was into design. And he said, hey, I, we just had a position open up in design. W would you be interested? And it was like a holy crap moment. It was because I realized that a lot of what I had been working towards was coming to this, this, this decision point. Like, do I stay comfortable in this, this job that I have where I've, I'm making really good money, I'm at a great firm, where I'll probably have a job for life, I'll have a pension, like all these reasons to stay put, to just stay with the status quo and say, you know what, I'll just keep doing this on the side. That's good enough. Uh, I'll, I'll just suck it up and just settle for something I'm, I'm really not as happy doing, but it's, you know, I like the people and it's stable and I believe in, believe in all these other things. But that was, that's part of what made it so hard to make that decision to say, you know what, I am going to take this leap and pursue something that's like, it was dangerous to me. I didn't have any design experience, like professionally. I didn't have any traditional design schooling. So I, I came to this realization that I, I cannot fake it to the point where I can't fake my passion. I can't pretend to have as much a passion for something that, that other people have more passion for. And so I'm not going to be uh, inherently successful in a career like that, where I'm, I'm constantly having to artificially pump myself up and say, hey, you can do this. Um, remember that while, while the work may not be as as well-suited for you, it's great pay and it's great prestige. It looks great on a resume and on LinkedIn. So just, just keep it up and you'll, you'll 
figure it out, right? And it just came to a, a breaking point where I said, I, I don't know how much longer I can keep that up. And I would remind myself of how much I would love <laughs> leaving the office, uh, driving home, opening my MacBook and designing stuff. Like that, that's where I felt where I was truly being myself and I could really flourish in that role. And, and now I, I get to, to work on the kind of projects that I love every day. I get to, I do an environmental graphic design. So I get to see stuff that, that was once on my computer screen or once on a piece of paper. I sketched it out. I put it on the computer and then it's, it comes to life, literally. Like it's, you can go see it in, in uh, an environment where, where people interact with it and it's, it's fully built out. And it's just, it's a, it's a very unique feeling that, uh, like I said, stems back from, I think, my childhood of just of loving to build things, loving tangible results. And, and I, I'm so lucky I get to wake up every day and do that. I think the signs were there early on when I would get a project at my, my old uh, job, my finance job, where I had to write a report. And the first thing I would, I would work on is the cover page of the report. <laughs> and I would, I would spend probably way too much time picking the right fonts and color schemes and images and uh, I would, <laughs> a week would go by and I've just got this perfect report cover, but no report. <laughs> and I think that was a good sign that, that I'm really meant to work on um, visual communication, graphic design. That was, that was what I was best suited for. And, and here I am, and I get to do it every day. I think it's important to stay, stay true to who you are because in the, in the event that you're at a job that you're, or in a career that you're, really not liking that you're just trying to maintain um, an image or you feel like you have to um, deal with all these pressures from friends and family and society. Um, it's, I guess I'll say it can be hard to stay true to yourself and, and focus on what matters to you as an individual. Um, and I experienced that for, for three years post-graduation as I worked at, at a, this company which, by the way, I, I really enjoyed the people at that company. They, they helped shape who I am and helped me think more deeply about this stuff. I think they wanted what was best for me. And uh, maybe that's another point here for, for listeners is that don't, no one should ever feel tied to their company like they owe their company something like they'll feel guilty if they leave or they'll feel guilty if they go do something else. Um, that, that's really not what it's about. It's about you being your best self, you being your happiest. And that's, it took me a long time to actually kind of summon the courage to accept that and to ultimately pursue what I felt was right for me. But I've been doing it for close to two years now. And looking back, I, I could not be happier that I decided to take the risk, make the leap and pursue something that I could get up every morning and, and love. And it, it's been challenging. I've, I've had to work a lot of late nights. I've had to really push myself to learn more. But the, the satisfaction that I get knowing that uh, I took a risk and, and I won't regret taking that risk. If you're in that position where you want to do something and you're, you're just 
not able to summon the strength to do it or you're scared or whatever your reason may be, I think it's important to take a deep breath and to think about your game, your game plan so, or your exit plan or whatever you want to call it. So first, I think it's, it's important to do a lot of self-reflection and be sure that this is truly how I feel. I think I've learned to believe in myself more, but to be more confident, to take more risks. Everything seems scary when you're looking at it from the outside. And that once you actually dive in and do it, and you, know, you dive in, you start swimming, you start kicking, you're like, hey, I can actually, I can do this. And, and lastly, think about what are those steps you're gonna take um, every day at your office to get prepared to take the leap. So don't just like go in with a, a sour attitude and put in a, a sorry effort in your projects and, and pout and just be like, I wish I could get out of here. You've got to come in every day and leave it all out on the, on the court. You've got to be your best self you can be. Putting in a hard effort can help you make that next step, right? And um, all of that being said, what are you doing for yourself, your finances, how you're treating your job performance every day can be part of your action plan to make you feel more comfortable pursuing your dream. Uh, it all comes down to, to you forming that action plan, you being comfortable with it and being ready to say yes 